Ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners, I'm your host, Alexander Rodriguez, here with On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix. Tonight, we have a filmmaker's dream with the stars of Best Friends, a.k.a. Best Fiends, now available for download with writer-director, actor Tommy Wiseau from The Room. We have Greg Sestero, actor and New York bestseller, author of The Disaster Artist, with my guest co-host, writer-director, Jorge Chalopa Jr. So raise a glass and let the drinks begin. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities, and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a cork, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On The Rocks, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Lord help us. Buttons and bows and pantyhose. It's going to be a bumpy night. I am so excited for tonight. We've been trying to make it happen for a while, but it's perfect because we are, are on the eve, or today, actually, uh, Best Friends comes out downloadable. Um, so super, super excited. Uh, thank you to our sober listeners for tuning in. We love you, too. Thank you for holding her hair back and driving us home. If drunk texting was a sport, I'd be an Olympian. Wah, wah. Uh, I don't get any applause, Kurt. No, not for that. Oh, God. Okay, thank you. Okay. Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Play RFM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play. Of course, we are on Facebook Live, on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio. Hello, Ohio. And nationally on Bear World Magazine. Rawr! Check out my weekly movie news, celebrity interviews, and uh, a lot more in Bear World Magazine. Uh, for our audio listeners, you can check out the video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, the Hillcrest Social app with all of our On The Rocks video. Download today check it out kurt hello kurt how are you today do you have a pun for us today i do oh god I hurry it up <laughs> we have important people here he's so punny you guys i'm, I'm telling you um uh, did you know i have a fear of elevators oh god why kurt uh, well i'm taking steps to avoid them oh god <laughs> oh god <laughs> my laughter. I'm sorry. you guys don't put you. that in your next film it's not usable <laughs> Thank you, Kurt, so much. As you've noticed, we are in a different studio because we have a very special episode. Um, <laughs> so excited. I'm very excited, by the way. I have a script of The Room. I have the book, The Disaster Artist. I have a, a Blu-ray of The Room. Uh, so you guys, you promised to sign this at the end of the show? Sure. For me, I'm, 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 I'm so excited. Uh, like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Subscribe to us, like I said, on YouTube. Find us on the web, ontherocksradioshow.com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will show up info at ontherocksradioshow.com. Last week, we saw the premiere of my new national TV talk show, Glitter Bomb, where we chatted with guests Justina Machado for One Day at a Time uh, and Six Feet Under, actress Jen Lyon from TNT's Claws, and much more. Uh, we got a great response from the premiere. Thank you guys for tuning in. We broadcast over 22 million homes across the nation. Be sure to check us out every Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific uh, standard time at 10 p.m. Do you always have to say that now? I mean, don't people know it's three hours on the different coast? Some people don't. Well, who no. doesn't? Okay. <laughs> so, well, so many words to say. Go to latv.com slash schedule to find out what station we are on in your city. Season one is full of celebrities uh, and fun stuff, including our New York Fashion Week special, where we literally invaded New York. Go like Glitter Bomb on Instagram at Glitter Bomb TV. Uh, we were also featured in People Magazine and shows to watch on New Now Next. Want to join On the Rocks on the Road? I am the official MC at Palm Springs Pride the first weekend of November. I will be on the main stage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with a slew of live performers and celebrities. Check it out. Go to palmspringspride.org. Let me introduce my bestie for the night, my guest co-host, Jorge Xolopa Jr., born Hi. in Mexico City. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, he's a filmmaker residing in L.A. Uh, from dreams of becoming a commercial airline pilot to leaving law school after watching Black Swan six times in a row uh, to make films, he has hit the independent filmmaking industry by storm. Um, although he did not attend film school, his writing and directing method has been critically acclaimed by many in the industry. He launched Mighty Aphrodite Pictures that focuses on the creation of strong, diverse, and independent female protagonist. Uh, what's wrong with the guys? Hello, we need a film. We have a lot of those already. Oh, yeah, right. no, we need women in film. Okay. <laughs> How about like a Hey Girl Hey? Okay, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get my own film. <laughs> in 2016, he had the great fortune of directing his first feature film titled Blue Line Station, filmed entirely on an iPhone 6 Plus with an anamorphic adapter, which I'm sure is some tech thing that I don't even know. Do you know what that is? No? No. No? no? Anamorphic. It's just, it just makes the footage um, cinescope. 
I should buy one for yeah. my grinder profile. Uh, he shot it in 11 days. The film successfully made its way into the film festival circuit, winning uh, awards across the nation, uh, granting him several accolades uh, and awards. No Danger of Slowing Down, he released Valentina last year, a very powerful picture. Once again, proved Jorge a darling of the film festival circuit with so many more film projects on the way. Please welcome Jorge Sholopa Jr. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here because... Um, I'm actually a huge fan of you guys, oh, and yeah? I will oh, tell you man. why. Okay, tell so, us. As I'm, a filmmaker. Yes, <laughs> as a filmmaker, yes, yeah. yeah. So I'm really, really happy to be here, and thank you so much for inviting me. I can't wait to talk more well, about You it. didn't even give me a chance. You're like, I have <laughs> go, to be go, go, there. Go. I was like, okay, Jorge, <laughs> put me in a film. Um, but as a filmmaker, why does the whole Wiseau world uh, and the Disaster Artist book, and especially this new film, Best Friends, wh- why why does it speak to you as a filmmaker? I think more than anything, just... Um, both of them, both of you guys as filmmakers because I had given up making films and I came across your film and you really made me like change my perspective and I just went out and did my first film. Right. So when he invited me and I was like, yes, I want to be there. I want to meet him. I want to <laughs> tell him how much I look up to him. And um, it, it means a lot. I mean, I, I, I people just talk all the time about making stuff and you guys actually went out and did it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that a lot. To okay. me, that's, I, you know, it's it's all about creating art. And, you know, for me, art is very subjective all the time. And, and I value that a lot. So when I get to meet people like you and talk about your work and your, and your process, to me, that's very inspiring. So thank you for making your films. Because right. I probably wouldn't be here. If, well, know. and you guys created the room where you, you couldn't shoot films on your iPhone. Social media wasn't so big to help you out. Like you guys were literally doing it all yourself, which we read about in The Disaster Artist. We'll talk about how close to reality that book was. <laughs> 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 uh, but you really got, you guys made a splash um, pop culture uh, history with your film. Um, and we're going to talk about Best Friends. We're going to talk about the book, The Disaster Artist. And of course, we're going to talk about The Room. Uh, let's take a, th- take a look at the film trailer that started it all, The Room, written, starring, produced, directed by Tommy Wiseau, also starring Greg Sestero, who would later write the New York Times bestselling book, The Disaster Artist, based on his exper- experience. Kurt, take it away. A perfect world. These are for you. Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. Who we are expecting! (laughs) I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please! You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. But you're such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Shut up. Oh. Hey! Stop. Stop it up with this world. The Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Uh, certainly a, a riot. Uh, <laughs> it caused a riot uh, in the filmmaking world. How many times have you guys seen that trailer? I saw this trailer, actually, I created with my editor maybe a hundred times. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> He's so emotional I, you know he can't what? even speak. I uh, I haven't seen it in a while, and it's uh it's pretty powerful, and it made me made me think uh, maybe I should have a girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe you should. I, I love how it has that old fashioned narrator, you know that that was like the epitome of every great film with that in the world of the room. You know? like it had all that going for. It. Uh, yeah, I feel like seeing it. It's like in the canon of all the great classic trailers. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that feel though? Seeing like you know. It's and having come success. so far. And, yeah, I mean, after so many years, I would probably just, I don't know. It, it's cool. It's cool to me, like, to see stuff like that. After so many years still going strong, it's, 
I don't know. It's, it's different. It's different. It, did, it obviously was unique and was sending a different message, and it's still around, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, and the good, the bad, and the ugly of filmmaking, like I said, you guys you know, had the ups and downs, which, which we read about um, in your book, but at the end of the day, such an emotional experience that really has taken the world, because there's screenings all over the world, mm-hmm. repeating the lines, dressing up, and continue to, uh, for sold-out screenings across the world, which is a great foundation, of course, for the new film, uh, Best Friends, now available on iTunes, by the way. Um, let me formally introduce our guest for, for tonight, Tommy Wiseau, an American actor, director, screenwriter, and producer, trained to be an actor at American Conservatory Theater, Vince Chase Workshop, Jen Shelton Acting Lab, Laney College, and Stella Adler Academy of Acting. 2001, of course, he wrote, produced, directed, and starred in The Room. 2004, he produced the documentary Homeless in America, which received the 2004 uh, Social Award. The Room went on to be regarded a cult classic and has been studied in film schools around the world. And taking matters into his own hands, he received his SAG card by writing, producing, starring, and directing a commercial for his own clothing company. Genius way to get your SAG card, by the way. Where can I get my clothing company? (laughs) (laughs) The great one, first. (laughs) Tommy's life has been shrouded in mystique because a legend to his own self. We do know that he loves vampires, wearing sunglasses, and has been inspired by the films of Elia Kazan and Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, he's extremely giving to his fans, uh, which you can see through uh, fans' Instagram and social media. He can be seen at special appearances around the globe. His latest project, Best Friends, Volumes 1 and 2, reunite him with his early protege, Greg Sestero. Volume 1, again, available on iTunes for your view- viewing pleasure. Please welcome Tony Wiseau. Thank you. <laughs> also joining us at 17 years old Greg signed with the prominent San Francisco talent agency that same year left for Milan and Paris to work uh, for designers such as Giorgio Armani and Google these early images of your modeling girl uh, yes uh, he returned uh, to focus on acting he began studies at the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco landed his first role at the age of 18 on Nash Bridges by the way uh, which followed with an appearance in the Golden Globe nominated film Patch Adams uh, which I love these chapters by the way in the disaster Astro artist, uh, uh, starring uh, fellow San Francisco native uh, Robin Williams. Soon after, he was signed by the well-known Hollywood agent Iris Burton, which prompted his move to L.A. Uh, of course, he started the notorious The Room, which gained an international cult following uh, as the best worst movie ever made, which that title, that little moniker, has been bandied around so many times. What's good, what's bad, what what mm-hmm. makes a film good or bad, which is so objective, uh, but that's the moniker that usually comes with the film. He can also be seen uh, in films Retro Puppet Master, and that's a fun watch, by the way. Go watch that. And Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, uh, which was on HBO for a number of months, and I watched it, uh, and I thoroughly in- enjoyed it. It was so fun. Um, in 2013, he wrote a book entitled The Disaster Artist, and you can download it, but I highly suggest actually holding it in your hands uh, because you're going to want to take this book everywhere with the pictures and everything. And I'm telling you, every time I carried this around L.A. to finish reading a coffee shop, everybody came up and said, oh, my God, I love the room. I love the disaster artist. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a talking point that has united so many people in the entertainment industry uh, of, of, of all kinds. Um, and uh, Greg wrote Best Friends, so we have so much to talk about. Please welcome Greg Sestero. So, Greg, I want to know, what was your inspiration to write Best Friends? How long did it take you? Um, and it says based on, on true events. <laughs> it's a heck of a true event. Yeah, it took me four days to write it. Four days. I, um, I was inspired by this road trip that I took with Tommy years ago in which we drove up the California coast to go check out where uh, Bodega Bay, where Hitchcock shot the birds. Right. And there was a... A mortuary up there that Tommy was fascinated by. Apparently, that was haunted. And we got lost. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> in a haunted. <laughs> we got lost. So it sounds like a really fun trip, right? Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we we were gonna stay in this hotel, uh, but Tommy basically thought I was taking him up there to try to kill him. Right. <laughs> so I took that. That's a good idea. way to start a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had already made the room, so the friendship was well underway. Oh, okay. So mm. so I basically uh, got the idea from that, and I started writing the script. It took four days. Um, and it was a role that I really could see Tommy playing. And I thought if he could just do this part, I feel like this would be his Brando role because it really fits him. The, uh, the way he acts, the way he talks, playing a mortician, I thought could be something really unique. And he was a really good sport. And he said, sure. I'll do it. Well, and Tommy, I have to say, watching the film, your transitions, your your subtleties, your characterization, and your building of a character in Best Friends um, was was such a great turn uh, 
building from the room. Was it was it hard to be part of a film that you didn't write or direct? Well, you just adjust as an actor. So you, you study the character, number one. Number two, you know, Greg gave me some ideas what he wants from me. And based on this, I just adjust myself. Because my background, as you as, as you already summarized all my life, I mean, entire my life, that, you know, I did intensive work of acting. I mean, the workshop, I, I did the play on the stage, which I really enjoy it. And... Uh, so I have, my background is, is acting, you know, but the question is how you adjust when you work with your best friend. It's much different now. You try to be the same like everything else. So. It, well, it's very difficult. Maybe you can speak yeah. on this and putting cast together because you work with the same kind of core of cast for, for, <coughs> for like the most part. Yeah, I do. I mean, and that's just because I think we become a family and we kind of just know each other. and We know what we like and what we don't like and what our limits are. Mm-hmm. And um. I mean, I'm on my fourth feature right now, and I'm working with the same people that I started working from the very beginning. And and it's 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 nice to come and say, hey, you know, we can do this and we can do that. And nobody takes anything personal. Mm-hmm. So to see the dynamic between you two and your and your work, uh, it, again, it's it's amazing because you don't get that a lot. You don't get that a lot in any kind of business. I mean, you could be an attorney, doctor, whatever you call it, but it's it's good and. Like, like I said, it, it feels like home when you come to set and you, like, you know people that you've worked with before. Well, the main thing, you know, when I always think like a chemistry, chemistry yes. between actors, and it's much easier, I agree with you, that if you already know someone, if you started, you know, like people casting somebody and they say you, but at the same time, you as a, and when, you, when you have background as an actor, you can adjust, but maybe Correct. it's a little ha- harder but this still, the principle will be the same thing. That's what I say. Yeah. But it does take, it, it's a benefit with chemistry, but sometimes it can be a detractor. If, if you're fighting with somebody or if you have, you, you have drama with somebody behind the scenes, it's hard to put that kind of fourth wall in, in front. Well, that's what happened to me. I don't know if you guys have an opportunity to check The, the Dark Knights. The, yes, the... I love it, by the way. You guys <laughs> check out The Dark Knight, a scene. You didn't mention, haha. <laughs> what a great opportunity for you guys to recreate uh, such a favorite scene from The Dark so on this knot, what you're saying and what you're saying, the same thing that, you you know, I'm tr- I block myself like I don't know him in the sense like I know who he is. He but he played Batman and I say, OK, he's the Batman, you know, and th- that's what I call good acting that yeah. you try to as but you have to trust another person so you can go to places. So it's like, a you know, trigger. We call it an acting trigger. One person give you trigger and all that. Uh, but that doesn't take away scene because you don't have to do that you see actors we actors if i speak for all of actors in hollywood we're very self-centered in a sense you that, have to be though to survive in this industry right right but the same token sometimes we're losing touch because you see that we we should uh, what, I'm, what i'm always thinking i say what the other side can give you right, right. but the same token you know you you need something because otherwise the scene would not work right. you need the chemistry yeah. you need the you know environment so and sometimes we work with actors that don't give you that, right? You and and you are able to still perform. I think that's it's absolutely a lot of that's challenge. Yeah. Uh, but you see, yeah. that's that's what you as a good actor. I agree right. totally. I was in a situation, you know, small budget, but I think the guy doesn't give me anything. But yeah. I try to adjust, and that's what the challenge. What I like, right? You know, and it's a good challenge. I worked recently with an actor mm-hmm. who, um, who. Actually, I didn't work with him. I tried to bring him to my film, and he said, well, I can't work with this actor. And I said, but why not? And he said, because there's no chemistry. And I said, well, that's, I said, what a shame, because you're such a great actor. Exactly. You shouldn't care if there's no chemistry. Well, you, and you know, acting it's your, is acting. Exactly. And I was like, it's, it's your job to bring it. You know, I Maybe totally maybe she agree. can give it to you because you're not giving it to her. But you see, based what you're telling me right. now, uh, if I jump in five seconds, it's your show, Tommy. You guys are our guests. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> but you're right. You see, the, the actor, I don't know him, but... Yeah. That was his wrong answer. Correct. Because, yeah. Because you see, that's what the challenge is. Yeah. Is somebody giving you? You as an actor can do it. Right. And you should never depend on somebody else right. to make never. your talent look good or your skill look good. Right. You should show up as an actor, one hundred and ten percent ready, right. ready to not get direction, ready to not get along with the actors, ready to not right, have right, the best right, script. Right, right. Because if you come ready, then you're pleasantly surprised when it works <laughs> out, and then that spark, that spark re- really happens. Well, you know what the cool part about well the way I see acting again, I, ha- I come from a law background and I came into filmmaking really late in my in my career but what i've discovered about acting is it's the study of the human psychology and you know Absolutely. and if you, and it's and that's once, my hobby by the way i don't know if you know that no i didn't know yeah but it's it's interesting when you tackle it that way because um 
you know, sometimes I go to a restaurant as a director and I'm looking at people and I just think, mm-hmm. why did they pick that? How are they, why are they eating that my way? God, why are they sitting there? My God, you remind me of my exercise. <laughs> well, it's, and, and to me, I call myself a thief because I take that stuff and I put Absolute, it in my scripts. There's nothing and, wrong with that. And, and you know, it's it, it works. It's very organic. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I'm, I'm with an actor and, and they're having a hard time connecting, I say, well, why don't you tackle it this way? As opposed to thinking about it from a Meisner perspective or a Stadler perspective. Think about it from the human perspective. It's all about turning on and off an, an emotion. And, you know, you don't have to think or create role, uh, a story in your head but just think about that moment and it really does help a lot and I think again I didn't go to film school but I do love the psychology behind the human brain like how you can love someone and hate someone five minutes and, and it's just interesting yeah one of the things I noticed <clears throat> acting with Tommy this time around in Best Friends is he was so flexible I mean we had a scene where like this clown gets up and like almost just kill a, me just a, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw those sure. clown shoes I thought oh girl we are in for something well the, gu- the guy didn't know about acting speaking of acting yeah it was like Tommy uh-huh. was on this old typewriter you yeah. kind of saw a little bit at the end yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so this the guy just attacked Tommy and was choking him full force and Tommy was like I was watching this going I was like what and he's like he let it go for a little bit and then he's like jumped up he's like hey I gotta give you acting lessons or you don't do that but but Tommy was so flexible in every scene. It was like he was just willing to, to go for it and try. And I think that's awesome. That's what I really enjoyed working with Tommy this time around. It was there was a lot of openness on the set. Well, and it's funny that you say because that's the word that I was trying to use, Tommy, in talking about your your performance in Best Friends. It was very fluid. Hmm. Um, how much of the script was improv? Because there seemed some moments that were so organic and so natural. Um, did you ever stray from the script? I, you know, he mentioned Sarah Adler. Let me put on this not a little bit. You see the imagination what you as an actor give to the table. But the one of a problem, I agree with you as well, that sometimes actors go too much. Mm-hmm. You know, they put in the head mm-hmm. and you don't get an organic thing. I am I am happy to announce that I, I have maybe some organic stuff with my side. I don't know. That's Greg. But <laughs> but you see, I try not to think, I'm trying to do a moment. Like you say, live moment by moment. And that's the good acting. But you know what? I'll be honest with you, my formula about acting and uh, about actors, I think all the actors in the world are doing a good job. Because when you go out there, even sometimes the, the you know, you, you see the difference, you as a director. Mm-hmm. That's why we need good directors to actually direct, not just to do bossing people around. You know? and, yeah. and just like hiding behind their camera too. Well, that's oh, another I, that. I I Same here. I don't yeah. like that. I like it very like... For example, when we did we're working with the uh, on the Dark Nights with Greg, so we did some of it like improv a mm-hmm. little bit, but the director was there. He actually c- coached us. You know, we to have like lead we, you. Yeah, and then the guy was actually choreographed the scene. So I very, loved it, you guys. It was so very, fun to see helpful, you guys together yeah. in that scene. Greg, how did you present the script to Tommy? Did you guys read it through together? Were you a little nervous to present it to him? Why don't you ask me? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But, but how was that when you, like, what were the feelings before you gave it? And Tommy, what were the feelings when I give you pres- 10 seconds. <laughs> I give myself 10 seconds. Somebody call Ring Ring in. Do you want to make a movie? Yes. Okay, bye. Great. That's the, that should be the answer all the time, yes. right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was just Greg hoping he you. was receptive to it because I knew it was a part, not only like his personality, but visually, I thought it could be really interesting. So we would rehearse scenes every night. We'd go through each scene, we'd talk it out. He would tell me like what what he's comfortable with, what he thought of the dialogue, and we would just adjust it accordingly and just go through the scene over and over and see what the beats were. So when we were on set, I mean, he Tommy pretty much did all the lines. If there was a moment he felt something and he would throw something else in there, it worked. Uh, we stuck with it. But um, yeah, no, he, he was really prepared. The chemistry was really palpable, um, and I love there's there's like a little singing in it. Your character likes yeah, to just sing it. phrases yeah. out. <laughs> And I just read in BroadwayWorld.com <laughs> that you might consider making the room into a musical in a couple of years. Oh my God! You actually, definitely. You know, well, we you you can actually hook up with us. Who knows? Maybe you are good. <laughs> you know, I do cabaret. I could do. Oh hi, Mark. There you go. No, definitely. Don't steal that, Tommy. That's that's. I don't have to steal anything. I have my own stuff. Oh, ah! <laughs> Boom! Shade by Tommy. No, it's not. No. I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm teasing. I think you could be Chris R. There you go. You know, <laughs> Why not? But your voice is. Very very good, actually. Well, it's very loud and high. No, I, li- I li- you know what? To to get actor with high pitch, it's extremely hard. So if you give me a martini, I'm there. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> no, definitely to respond to your question, yeah, our plan is to actually put on broader, not off broader. You know what the difference is. I don't have oh, to yeah. give you education here. Uh, but I think it's something unique that I think definitely musical. So you see, that's one of the best friends. I don't know who started. Help me with this. With, with the Did singing? You, yeah, you say it. Yeah, uh, I wanted uh, Tommy to sing uh, a Frank Sinatra song, That's Life. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's we, life. we were rehearsing the Sinatra song, and then I think Tommy just kind of got into singing, and he just... Just I just sing a little bit, yeah. but it's very funny because like it, it, it's so part of your character, and that's that that's that that fluidity that oh yeah you that, like it that, yeah. that I really oh, see. And Greg, we really get to see some dramatic moments, and I loved how the whole beginning of the film. I'm not going to give anything away. Tommy does all the talking for a big chunk of the beginning until we finally get to hear you speak. You have to do a lot with your expressions. And I love that both of you guys are so inspired by classic Hollywood. I am so inspired by mm -hmm. classic Hollywood. Um, in fact, uh, you guys should sit down with Tippi Hedren. She came on the radio show and we talked about her work with Alfred Hitchcock. Of course, oh, she was wow. in The Birds yeah, and I'm Marnie. Of, yeah. And she's the only actress to have worked with Alfred Hitchcock. And oh, she wow. also uh, acted in Charlie Chaplin's last, last directed really? film. Oh, so she has great. a wonderful insight. But on the filmmaking, dealing with the birds mm -hmm. and the drama behind mm -hmm. um, I think you guys would have a very interesting conversation that that, that, that would go uh, viral uh, definitely really <laughs> um, now how are the fans of the room and the disaster artists how are they how are they uh, taking in uh, best friends well I mean I don't think they knew what to expect you know I think you see the I room for, for so many years yeah. and you, you think you're gonna get something and I think best friends really surprised the audience I think they yeah, were they did. were they really enjoyed the different direction it went. I loved and it. It was it was dark. It was mysterious. It still had some humor. Um, so I, you know, I didn't know what to expect when we showed it to the first audience. They flipped for it. So that really felt great, you know, because we make movies for our audience, and, and right. to surprise them is a huge challenge. So yeah. it, it was magical to see you guys um, together and to see the growth that you guys have come. Now, am I wrong? Were there throwbacks to the room, such as throwing the basketball? No, actually, of a football, actually you, you are shave wrong. You your beard off, like saying <laughs> goodbye to Mark. You know what I, I mean? I, I, actually, you, this is not, not coincidence, I think it's destiny, but let, let's straight out the uh, basketball. Yes. Greg? So yeah, there weren't like the goal going in. There was nothing to do with the room. Okay, uh, that's but, interesting. But yeah, like, but the basketball. So story. so basketball basically. Tommy and I in real life <laughs> have picked up basketball. We'll play really? the best of ten for like two hours shooting, and and so we play basketball, and we were shooting on a real morgue here in LA. <laughs> that's one of the uh, fan questions we got. Is that set was unbelievable, by the way. Yeah, that's it was, a, by the way, that's a real morgue. Yeah, and it so was, so one day we were filming a scene in the courtyard. And this white van came in and it had a body in it. Real and one. And we're like, oh, man, the continuity, we can't shoot that direction now because there's a white van there. And we couldn't really say, hey, move the dead body so we, yeah. could, we could shoot. So they brought the body in. So we took a break and we just started playing basketball in the courtyard. And we turned it into a scene. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't room related. I mean, there's a spiral staircase, but that just happened to be there. So... It, it just works. It's just destiny. You know, like you said. But I am referring to the basketball where we played the time it was on the trip. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. So <laughs> so we when we went to that trip to Bodega Bay, we stopped at Stinson Beach and played basketball and we with 12-year-olds, and we got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie in that one, too. It's like, not my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a very painful experience. So, so the basketball is coming from a lot of different angles. Mm -hmm. But that's interesting. A fan will make connections, whether they were oh, in, yeah, intended or, 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 or not. But now people understand, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that people actually now understand that the best friends nothing to do with the room. And disaster also can it's stand by itself, which mm -hmm. I enjoy it, you know, yeah. because sometimes people see disaster artists, but they see the room, they go back and forth, which, which is a really cool thing. I didn't realize until recently, so. You guys are such an embodiment of like what a best friend is, what a f having a friend in the industry. There's always ups and downs, mm -hmm. you know. Being in the industry is difficult enough on your own, but then dealing with with true friendships. And in the disaster artist, we see from your point of view, Greg, we see some of some of the drama that happened behind the scenes of the room, some of the drama of when you guys lived together. Um, w was it hard deciding to come back? to the environment obviously it's not the room but it's filming it's being together in in that in that scenario were you were you trepidatious at all no. um no i mean i think enough time had passed i had been i had been working on some tv show ideas i was ready to be creative again and i just kind of sat back and thought like you know tommy i think is a really interesting actor a really interesting presence and he's never really been utilized i mean i feel like 
you know, ever since I met him in that class, it was a great role there, or great performance, but I feel like he was more, he'd been used more in, in parody uh, scenes. And I thought, um, instead <laughs> of going and trying to create something totally different, why don't we get together and make something this time to show that, you know, there's more to us in the room and just really just to get back together and make something with no expectation, just, just kind of getting back to being creative. So I didn't really think about expectation. I just thought, let's go make something that we're passionate about. That takes some guts to uh, to take that step back out there. As we know, uh, fans have embraced the room, but fans are also very hard to please because they want to see the same thing over and over. And so when you when you mix up the chemistry a little bit, sometimes fans can be a little reticent. Th that's what I did the Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I still can't get <laughs> We have a picture of, of you guys here. Uh, oh, so cool. You guys look so good. I think that you guys, and then uh, for our listeners, hashtag, create a hashtag for this. I think they should give you guys a cameo in Walking uh, Phoenix uh, Joker Origin. They should. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we have respect for everybody, but I call our, we call ourselves Rebel of Hollywood. <laughs> Rebels of or, Hollywood. Or Hollywood Rebel, whatever you prefer. There's like a record label in that name somewhere. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Maybe that. Maybe for your Frank Sinatra album, Tom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the trailer uh, for Best Friends. Trust me, friendship before money. Can you say that? Yeah. What? Huh. Trust me, friendship before money. Right. Yeah. I have a good story for you. A familiar story. One guy meet another in a big city. They have dream, but something change. Greed, hatred, and jealousy. You understand the words? Uh, it does give you the chills to to see it in that format and then to, yeah. to actually watch it. I I love the soundtrack by the way too. Yeah, like all the here. musical well, interludes like, to it really add to. Yeah, we were really lucky because uh, Daniel Platzman from Imagine Dragons uh, did the score for us, and he reached out. He's like, hey, you know, I love the book, I love the room. Uh, we watched it on our tour bus, Imagine Dragons watching the room, and he just wanted to be a part of it, and he sent me some amazing stuff. And uh, we were really lucky to have him be a part of it. And then also a band called Nice Legs, which was inspired by The Room, gave us some really good music, too. So, again, we were really lucky to have all these people kind of jump on board and help us. That's awesome. Uh, Tommy, are you still writing films? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> I actually have a script. I, I want to be in one of your movies. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants <do>. to be. <laughs> but you know what? No, movies. but you know what? I actually want to have you in one of my movies. I oh. want to write a script for you. <laughs> and I want to work with you one day. So I'm just putting Why it out not? there. Why not? Everything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, what's your creative process when you get a script and how you prepare yourself for a role? Do you highlight your lines first? Do you create the character? What What is your actual process? I, I you know, I just look at the character with the, the simple question: where do you, are you come from? What do you, uh, what do you do? How you are? It's, it's based on the situation, and I have a good skill like improvise, for example. You know, so uh, for some reason, you know, I, I. I have a great teacher, Jean Shelton. She was and studied with Star Adler, original Star Adler, long, long time ago. And she actually, I discovered with her, she actually opened for me was acting. So I can talk about acting, acting for the rest of my life and still will be not finished probably. So I, 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 the backgrounds I think as an actor, when you have more skills, you have the better. So definitely preparation is very important. And uh, ironically, you know, we don't see with actors. We see always actors. And as some of the actors, uh, I feel that sometimes people exaggerate because say, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm just just 
just prepare five minutes. That's not true. You did, you did, you did like eight hours work or more because you know you you have to you have to actually study. You know it doesn't work. It's a to, skill like any other job. Well, it also I think it also takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's that's something that a lot of artists like, do. Don't I go understand. out tonight or do I learn my lines? Tonight? Well, not, well, no, not aside from going out, but just in general. Uh, you know, I, I recently worked with someone that didn't want to memorize their lines because they they were just tired. I'm like, well, if you really want to do this, like. You know, and well, he's gonna, my best friend actually. I'm, I was helping with a self tape, and I said, well, if you really want this, you have to do the work. Like, and it takes, you know, a lot of discipline. You did all the research, but if you don't want to film this because you're too tired, then what's the point? Like, it's, you're wasting casting director's time, you're wasting my time, mm-hmm. and, but most importantly, you're wasting your time. And, and that's, again, to me, it's such a privilege to be able to be, do what I do um, every day because there's a lot of people out there that wanna do what we do, and mm-hmm. they can't for whatever reason. So, well, the, the, the main re- thing is but, discipline. But you know, I'll be honest, you're right. Discipline, but also in original material as well Correct. as you need the vision. In, in case Greg, uh, you know, I don't know. Did you compete with me? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a like, sequel to Disaster like, <laughs> You know what? He made San Francisco on film. I was like, you know what? I got to compete. I got to put an LA. I got to make an, an LA movie. <laughs> Greg, but uh, but yeah. I, I just want to end and on, on this note that we always talk about vision. Like, we mm-hmm. talk about movies. Like, I admire a movie, like, for example, Citizen Kane, Austin Wells, because he has a vision of his time. I don't know if you guys know the history, but they didn't want to actually screen his movie. They want to actually buy it, burn it. But coincidentally, with the room was the same thing. I have stories to tell, but they'll be later. But I always say original vision, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm very happy that Greg actually stick out to his, to his power within himself to do that. I think that's the compelling story for both of you. It's you stick to your vision. Sometimes sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And for behind the scenes, Greg, I know that, that there's been a career's ups and downs, which you're very honest about in The Disaster Artist. Uh, you were close to some really major film roles uh, against like Josh Hartnett and Colin Farrell. How do you keep plugging away? How do you keep that positivity uh, how do you keep working towards that uh, when you have some, some lows partnered with some highs? I mean, I think the goal is just to try to continue to create. Um, I mean, I was very lucky. A lot of people ask me, like, God, did you wish you could go back and not do The Room? But The Room was a huge gift because I was getting to the point where I kind of continued to try and I hadn't been in anything that worked. And then, like, around 2008, all of a sudden, people started seeing The Room and it started getting covered around the world. And it gave me me a second chance. So The Room was, was actually such a great gift. I mean, it was something that... You know, every actor, every performer needs that one thing that an audience reacts to. And it gave me a chance to, you know, to obviously write the disaster as and now make best friends. Everything that you guys are saying is like, it's, it's so inspirational. It is, because I think it, it also takes a lot to, to say something like that, because I work with people that don't feel proud about their work. And, it, you know, I don't you know you guys, to, you but you have, but it looks like you guys are. And it's like, I've worked with people that I'm say, I don't want, my, yeah, my you know, I, where they say, I don't want my name on this or that. And, and you know, I'm just like, but why not? Like you made it, <laughs> put it out. Who cares? Like, you know, I was talking to my manager. He's like, would well, you make, you're supposed to make films for, for, for an audience. I'm like, no, I make films for myself. And that's there something that makes me very proud. There has to be a parody though, because you have to tell a story that people uh, want to respond to Otherwise, no what's you have the point? no you have to tell a story that you feel confident about that you want to tell because if you if you focus on I, I personally speaking if you if you focus on the audience and the premiere and everything that comes after that then you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons for me it's like I want to tell a story because I just want to get it out of me and it's just if I if I don't make film I can't breathe and it literally like I've thought about quitting and I start hyperventilating because to me this is mm-hmm. something that I'm very passionate about so it doesn't matter you know from my first feature to my fourth that I'm going to wrap in two days I mean I'm very proud of what I'm doing and and it's it you know it's always the next it's always the next thing that's coming to come up you know like you said keep creating content keep creating content well, yeah absolutely you keep going you see the, everybody have different view it's not from wrong when you have different views. Yeah. My view is, for example, that try to be original as much as you can. And um, mm-hmm. what the message you want to present, you as a filmmaker, but again, it's not from wrong if you are subjective and then you want to be subjective to whatever you presented. You know, maybe people embrace this. Sometimes people have different agenda, like documentary, for example. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, you know, again, on the end of the day, it's the same thing. You need a vision, you need yeah. commitment sacrifice, etc. So yeah. tell me, where did you come up with the story of the room? I I used to I mean, when I was going to Laney College in Bay Area in San Francisco, 
Actually, Bay Area, when I mean Oakland, I don't even familiar with San Francisco, Oakland. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. My so, community. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so I have tendency to write on a piece of paper stuff, and then I say, you know, it would be nice to put in a, in a nice book. And then I say to myself, you know what, it would be nice to do the play, because I, I, I love theater. I like it at stage. That's when I met Greg. And... Uh, then we were talking about movies, you know, we became friends, etc. I tried to impress him, and then I discovered all this stuff. I said, oh, God, I cannot believe it. So Greg actually helped me with, uh, with uh, doing play on stage. So he does the research. We did two together. But I concluded in America, for example, normal people go to theater. It's much less, for example, UK. And then you have two weeks, and it's over. Well, and, I, and I say, no, I'm changing. I, there's no way. And you know, the cost is very expensive. Yeah. I was going to say, we want people, so, we want the younger generation to go see theater. We don't make it affordable. It's, yeah. it's become an elitist art where theater used to be the art of the people yeah. to tell stories that were not being told well, in bigger see, mediums. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you see, the problem is politics. And, and it's sad story to say that we are the richest country in the world. And, uh, you know, politicians spend, you know, half a million dollars for toilet instead of give to people who actually want to do art. And that's basically what they end up. Because like UK, they have a system that you have so many theaters that they have such a great support. And it's sad. It's sad me, you know, because we are the richest country and wasting time and money and for something which just does not work. And people will enjoy it. I personally... I will put my own money if, if I will find it, you know, good organization, not corruption. I'll start know? one tomorrow, Tommy. You, okay, <laughs> you give me some money. But it's funny you say that. I think we're the richest nation, but we're also the culturally uh, the, Behind schedule. The, the poorest yeah. nation. Well, I agree There's totally. The culture, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we travel a lot, for example, UK and Greg travel to Australia and other countries as well. So we noticed that, but you know, America is America. I think we can adjust that very easily. I think. Tommy, is there any chance for the room sequel? No, at this time we go on Broadway first before we sequence. There'll be Broadway musical on Broadway called The Room, directed by Tommy Wazo. And uh, we'll see I, what happens. I want to be on the fly on the wall for that casting process. Like, I think that'll, be, like that'll be a reality show in itself. You guys should do a reality show. Let me tell you, my, yeah. my casting will be the same thing. So I will give people direction. Okay, what if you, this person or that person? <laughs> And I noticed if a big shot from Hollywood, they didn't like it, my casting, but th but that's their problem. It's not my problem. I'm very proud of my casting. Greg, you can mention casting the way how I... Unforgettable. Ah. <laughs> well, if, if what I read in The Disaster Artist is is has any, you know, uh, truth to it, that, but, that's but pretty crazy. It, it was little... Tommy! <laughs> no, but, but let me tell you, it's not from wrong if you want to test a person, if the person can deliver. That's what... Speaking about he what could you survive said. the casting yeah, process. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I would challenge you. He, he, <laughs> absolutely. I like challenge. Greg, let's talk about The Disaster Artist. I, I literally uh, read it uh, pretty much uh, in, in two days in between meetings wow. and stuff. It's such a fun read. Um, it really became my pocketbook. Um, were you scared in sitting down to write it as to how much you were going to tell of, the, of, of your story? Were you afraid of what Tommy was going to say? Um, I mean, I knew what the heart of the story was. And I think that, you know, uh, Tommy and I both had this experience. And I think the, the pinnacle moments are very similar for both of us. So when I got the idea, I told Tommy about it and I talked to him about different things. But really, like the goal was to tell an inspiring story. And I think a lot of times when people write a book, they're, you know, they're trying to come up with like salacious, strange <laughs> stories. And really, my goal was just these to stories weren't strange. <laughs> <laughs> they were very strange, but I think they Bizarre, were huh? <laughs> they were true to the journey. And I think the goal with the story was to make people laugh, to make people understand what it's like to try to follow your dream, to tell the story of a unique friendship, a lot like you know, best friends. But this you say a lot of people actually cried. That's what I heard. <laughs> but uh, but I think yeah, I think it's a moving story, and I knew that. You know, I I felt like it would, Tommy would be proud of it, even if there was moments that he didn't quite get or agree with. I knew in the end it was it was a proud story of of our experience and friendship. How weird was it uh, to see your lives put on the big screen for the film version of The Disaster Artist? And let me just preamble this: uh, James Franco made a movie about my friend uh, King Cobra, and he had his own. Uh, experience with it, uh, but what was it like for you guys? Number one, to be hanging out with these A-listers. Number two, to see your lives 
played by an actor. I was... Greg, you can start first. Well, I mean, when I wrote the book, the goal was for this to become its own movie. Because oh, I, I loved I loved Sunset Boulevard. I loved Ed Wood. And Ed I, Wood is one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, Johnny Depp, you have to go see it. And so I really <laughs> saw this as, as, a, as, a, as a great film. I thought uh, the role of Tommy is, is the role of a lifetime. Yeah. And I thought... Uh, that was the goal, and so when it, I was picturing in my mind, like who would play the, you know, would it be Javier Bardem, Ryan Gosling. Ooh, that's a good choice, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Johnny, really Johnny Depp's supposed to. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, Javier and Johnny both sing, so maybe they'll be available for the Broadway. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So, so when I saw the movie, it was a little maybe less strange for, but it was, you know, it was st- it's still surreal. I would say, you know, the the. We have opportunity to see first time. I was on the set of Disaster Artist. Everybody was Curtis, but and then another about the acting. I don't want to go that road, but okay. some of the stuff is different what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, they did a good job, and I think it looks like people embrace that, which I like it. You know, I was very emotional in Canada at the time when the first time you've seen a big screen and we have a Q&A. I can imagine, yeah. Greg was very emotional on the stage. And uh, because you see... <laughs> Be careful, he's Chris R. Right? You go. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, if you have a strong background, you know, you just let people enjoy it. And if you can put positive spin, even negative stuff, and people relate to it, you accomplish something which is which is you cannot buy it for money. You cannot buy it because you want it. It's it's either there, and I think sincere was there. In the past two three years, I noticed uh, even major media are much more enthusiastic about the room what we're doing. So I'm very happy. Thank you for inviting us as well. Well, you guys are so positive in everything that you talk about, such as things that you could talk about in a negative way. You you choose not to, which is so inspiring. I'm sure uh, as a, as a fellow filmmaker yes. for all the people listening that are entertainment, keep it positive um, because that positivity will result in success and it'll inspire the people uh, around you. All right, so we end the show by doing rapid fire. It's not anything um, intense. Um, we're going to give you rapid fire, and then you can tell um, our listeners where they can find you and also where they can find out more information about uh, Best Friends. Who wants to go first? Um, it doesn't matter who does for us. You're, you're in charge. I'm not in charge. All right, Greg, let's start with you. All right. Your dream co-star. Tommy Wiseau. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> How about a dream co-star you haven't worked with? Ryan Gosling. Oh, well, he's mine, but with a different mo- movie. Um, <laughs> 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 Greg, what's the most embarrassing song on your playlist? Um, Firework by Katy Perry. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Okay, a classic <laughs> film you wish you could go back in time and be the star of? Sunset Boulevard. Yes. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah. Well, I kind of did the modern version. Yeah, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, what's the first thing you uh, did when you finished the last word of the disaster artist book? And you typed done. What was what was what wow. was the thing th- that you did? Went out and got Mexican food. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we love Mexican food. El compadre. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, we should all go for drinks sometime. Uh, would you go back and do the room all over again? Hundred percent. A thousand percent. Hundred percent. I love that so much. Greg, tell our viewers uh, where they can follow you personally on Instagram and and all that good stuff. I'm at Greg Sestero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, at Greg Sestero. Um, and where can people find Best Friends? Best Friends Volume 1 is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, YouTube. It's available now. You can watch it. And uh, I think it'll change your life in a very unique way. And do yourself a favor. Buy the actual copy version of The Disaster Artist. Or if you read it on your iPad, that's fine. But it's, it's really fun to look at the pictures and actually hold the book in your hand. All right, Tommy, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Favorite movie you've seen in the last year besides your own? <laughs> Last year, I don't have one. No? Okay. All right. Um, Who would star in, and I think we kind of covered this, who would star in the Broadway version of The the Room, if you had your dream star? I'd be starring. Okay. (laughs) That is an honest answer. Uh, Would you shave your head for a film role? I might. It's depending on what the situation Okay, but it's it's a possibility. Yes, it, is, it would be. Really? Oh my and, god! And, and the film that I'm going to cast him in, I'm going to have him shave. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite guilty pleasure food? That's a good one. Whipped cream. <laughs> well, again, we have the same answer but different scenarios. Uh, what is one thing you would tell yourself 20 years ago? One more. One more time. Uh, what is one thing you would tell yourself 20 years ago if you could talk to yourself? Good one. This is good challenge question. Um, 
trust people more. Interesting. That's an interesting that's, answer. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I would hmm. say. Uh, and Tommy, where can our viewers uh, follow you? Yeah, Tommy Wazo Twitter and uh, TommyWazo.com. Very simple. You don't have much competition out there with your name. <laughs> yeah, but by the way, you never asked me about TW Underwear. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yes, let's talk about TW Underwear. It's, it's become quite popular. Yeah, actually, I designed my own clothes, as you know. You can go yes. to TommyWazo.com, and I'm very proud of it. This, my background is also design clothes. That's you have a very way, distinct w- style, that's for sure. Way back, actually, there was a street fashions. And, uh, In San Francisco, right? Yeah, San yep. Francisco. The, Greg actually mentioned the book, but... Uh, yeah, that's something which I like to do. Very passionate about it. So actually, I bought a lot of underwear, and, and I couldn't find a one would I really like it. In the sense, make your own. That's what that, you do. It's like that, ah, I don't see a movie I like. I make my own. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, same same subject. I'm very much into men's underwear, and, but you you make it a business. No problem. <laughs> Jorge, tell our viewers where where they can find you. You can find me on social media at Jorge Solalpa Jr. That's X O L A L P A. I know I have my last name's Aztec, so it's yeah. like very Aztec. Yeah. Uh, perfect. And uh, you you have two films that are coming out, right? I have a film that premieres um, this October. I can't say the festival yet. It's a pretty big festival. But I can say we're playing at the Chinese Theater. And you guys are invited. It's my oh, third feature you. film. Um, and it's been compared to Black Swan meets Gone Girl. So I'm really oh, wow. freaking excited. And um, yeah, so come watch it. I'll give you guys tickets. Sure. Yeah. Well, and you Amazing. inspire me, Jorge, by, uh, I mean, you make your films happen as well. You put yeah. great uh, teams together that are very devoted, and I think that's what it's about, is building a family that you trust in this industry. Right, Kurt? We're family. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <Okay. laughs> you guys, this has been such a fun, very special episode uh, of On the Rocks. Uh, Tommy actually brought me a script of the room he's going to sign. Um, if you want to see the room in all of its crystal clear glory, please get it on, on Blu-ray. Um, just, oh, by the way, we're not downloading. So I don't know if you guys heard about the YouTube stuff. So that was fraud. So I just want to mention. Oh, yeah, because I heard that you put up the whole movie f- no, for free. No, like, we, we did not. We did yeah. not. Somebody else did. And the uh, impro- just thought that, you know, it's just proud. Let's put this in lost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you, guys. Bye. Woo! This has been On The Rocks with Alexander, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On The Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On The Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>